Power Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation and enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Today, we're going to be talking about Italy's witches and medicine women with author Karen Crisis. Now, in her new book, she dives deep into the hidden history of their healing practices, and she shines a light on a female shamanistic way of life that stems from pre-pagan times. It is absolutely fascinating stuff. Are you ready to meet her? Karen Kreiss has trained as a platform medium and has become sought after around the world for classes, workshops, private readings, and public demonstrations. Her work has taken a turn toward historical recovery, focused on reclaiming ancient wisdom received through the old ways. This feminine, receptive practice of devotional mediumship offers empowerment in our modern times through connecting us to our still-living legacy of the medicine women, wise women, and witches of the past, as well as to their goddess guides and teachers. You can find out more about Karen and her work at KarenCrisisHeals.com. That's K-A-R-Y-N-C-R-I-S-I-S, Heals, H-E-A-L-S, dot com. Karen, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you for being here. I think where I'd like to start you is is to find out what is it that drew you to this very specific area of study? That's an interesting story um, in itself. I have been no stranger to spirits of all types since I was a child. Um, in no stranger to like folktale and myths and superstitions either, just you know, growing up like a lot of us do hearing all these things. Um, and as you said, I started to train as a spiritualist medium. And it was my spirit guides who actually pushed me in that direction. I didn't at that time know what to call myself. I didn't know there was a profession or organ- a way to organize myself as a medium. Um, so that's something that I was led to do in San Francisco. And when I was learning how to give messages or passed on relatives and loved ones and friends in a way that could provide an evidential connection to the person wanting to know how that person is doing in spirit, um, I started being visited by spirit guides that we would call culturally goddesses. And even though some of them were from different cultures, they were showing me they all had a connection to Italy. And I was kind of blown away because I was learning a system for gathering specific evidential information and testing it out cold on the public, like for what we would call platform readings, where you stand in front of a crowd of people that you don't know, and you offer them these messages from the spirit world, and they tell you in that moment, oh, that does sound like my Aunt Joan, or that was her favorite memory, or yes, she was born in that year. So I was learning this system, and then I was receiving information about guides that are typically talked about in literature as being part of folktale or as concepts, um, but they were presenting themselves to me as actual people. Um, so around the same time, this was about three years ago, maybe now, I'm really bad with keeping a track on time, but my Italian husband went back to Italy to... Um, partially do some research for me. 
because his mother is from the South in Caserta, and she is part of a lineage there. And so he went to the South to meet his grandma again, who he hadn't seen in a while, and she is one of these lineage healers that I talk about who would cure specific diseases by singing very quietly a song that she said, you know, God or the spirit world gave to her. And he also went to a bookstore and collected a couple of books for me about the idea or about the subject matter of witches in Italy and brought them back and helped me translate them because my Italian is, I don't really speak Italian, I'm learning to. And as we were translating these books, one of the passages we read was an old invocation by a group of women called the Yanara, which is a type of witch from the Campania region of Italy, which is in the southern half. And I suddenly saw a vision of these women moving around um, a glowing golden light, and they were sort of moving in a circle and dancing in a way, and um, I couldn't understand what they were chanting. But the pattern of energy that they were creating looked like um, a DNA helix, and it was creating a circle around that, you know, through them and around this golden glowing light. Now, what struck me in that moment was not only that I could feel them emotionally and sense their thoughts, but this is the exact form of energy pattern I would see uh, when I learned to heal as a medium in my mediumship training versus using like psychic energy or universal energy. So it's kind of um, knocked me on my feet because these women, the Yanara, um, in the books that I've been reading, have a big stronghold in sort of the folklore, the scary folklore part about women. You know, women um, making babies ill and being sort of the vampire and the Baba Yaga of Italy. And I thought, well, you know, they're showing me they're healers, not that there are these evil trickster women. Um, and I'm seeing this symbolic language, the same type of language that I see when my spirit guides heal through me. So I sort of devoted myself in that moment to go to Italy and research them. Um, it was a personal uh, passion at that point, um, but it became this really big trip with all sorts of people reaching out from Italy to help me. Mm. And that's what got me started. And and in the book, Italy's Witches and Medicine Women, Volume 1, and this is a, this is a book that is absolutely chock full of all kinds of interesting information. It is not just historical. It's not just a personal account of the interviews that you had with the women and their knowledge. It's not just your musings about your own path because you do provide some insight into your own path through the book. It's all of these together and it creates this delightful, I don't know, delightful stew, um, a a lovely savory festival of really interesting information. Um, so this is volume one, Italy's witches and medicine women. You went to Italy and interviewed, I think 22 or 23 women who are part of the living legacy of these different traditions. I wonder if you can say that I know that wasn't easy. You had a translator, you were up and down. Some of these women were in remote locations. Not all of them were super eager to talk about certain things. Can you share a little bit about what that interview process was like and maybe give us a glimpse into one of these women? Yes. And it's important to know in this book that I differentiate between magic and modern magical practices and Italy's witchery. Um, so specifically, what I found when I went to Italy, and I wasn't expecting, um, was that there are these lineage practices handed down, mostly through family lines, but not always, um, 
from women to women to women that, you know, long ago got these practices from the spirit world. Now, a lot of what they do would look like magic, but it's very different from magical practices. My book explains that um, because this is more of a shamanistic practice. And so what you do find by using that term is that these women are mostly solitary practitioners, like a shaman would be if you would imagine a shaman in South America. They either live alone in the village or sort of outside the village. And it's the same in Italy. A lot of these women live in, some of them live in medieval villages, but like very high at the top of mountains like I went to, um, or in very remote um, rural areas. And they receive a transmission um, around age 15 or 16. Now, this transmission is partial energy through the hand, like a touch from the hand. And they don't like to talk about that part too much. And then they receive some secret prayer. Some of them have secret prayers they use to sort of open up their energy, uh, the energy of the spirit world to work through them on someone. And some of them receive secret marks, like if you were, for anyone out there who's a Reiki practitioner or EFT, you know, you learn to use these tappings or these symbols, and you can trace them on the body. And women in Italy in these lineages also often receive a secret symbol to mark the body that's ill at the time. Um, and they, some of them also receive a certain amount of training from their elder female relatives at the time of their initiation or transmission um, change uh, when they're 15 or 16. And then not long after that, they practice on their own. One of the most remarkable things I found about these women is that they have healing practices that cure specific diseases. This is how we see that it was born out of shamanism. Like um, there was a necessity in the village and spirit world provided the solution for this necessity or the means to provide. A lot of the illnesses are farm-related like sciatica or different um, back muscle and bone issues that come about from, you know, tending to crops and lifting heavy things, um, broken bones, um, stomach issues like intestinal worms and indigestion issues. Um, so the other remarkable thing about their different practices is that the, one of the most significant markers of this healing process is that you, there's an, like an immediate release of pain or discomfort, which I experienced when I tried some of these healing um, methods. And then within three days or three treatments, the illness is supposed to be completely gone. Now, most of these women are older, like we're talking in the 80s or late 80s, but there is a resurgence of people in their 40, 30, late 30s to 40s happening in certain regions where these lineages are dying out. And it is true, unfortunately, that the lineages are dying out. Um, also because what these women told me is something very particular. They have a life of service. They don't get paid for this work. Um, sometimes the, the neighborhood will provide them with food, just like you would find in the shaman, shamanistic culture. But mostly they don't want a connection to the healing. They don't want any sort of debt because they believe the healing energy they're you know, using doesn't belong to them. So this comes into play in the fact that they don't want a payment for the healing. They may go ask you to like light a candle for someone else in the church. Um, but they generally don't get paid for this kind of thing. A lot, one of the other reasons that the lineages are not being passed on is because these women, being the life of service, need to be able to be found. For example, I heard of many women that I didn't meet uh, in mountaintops often, 
who only see visitors who have an illness and need to be cured. You know, they're not interested in really talking to people or teaching people. Um, and Italians generally just believe in the healers, but they let them do their thing. You know, they don't need to dissect it and um, write it down in books. Although people are starting to do this simply because this beautiful um, procedures are dying out. But one of the most important things is because these women believe that this healing power is not theirs, they're just borrowing it. They, when they're passing on their healing energy and the secrets to a new healer to be, it's often at a point in their life where they're going to pass into the spirit world. So it's literally a transition. Mm-hmm. They pass on the healing secrets and the energy and their purpose is served. So the energy withdraws from them and they pass into the spirit world. Um, remarkably, I did meet some men who were part of these lineages um, and who received their healing lineages from the spirit world um, because their relatives had passed on. But mostly these are really humble-looking, everyday, regular-looking people. You could walk by them on the street and not know that they had the ability to cure a disease in three days using oil and water or indigenous plants that they gather. You know, they don't go to the store for their ingredients. Some of them use silver rings and coins, or they use the moonlight and heal at a distance, like we hear in something like Reiki. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those, it's, it's different lineages that cure specific diseases in similar but stylistically different ways um, that produce real results, and often using very humble, daily-looking things, water, oil, herbs that they've gathered near themselves. So it looks very regular daily life. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. I'm talking with Karen Crisis. Her new book is Italy's Witches and Medicine Women, Volume 1. You can find out more about Karen and her work at karencrisisheals.com. I was, I was for some reason, um, the woman Antonietta, who you spoke to, has really yeah. stayed with me since I read the book. And she was an example of someone who is in her later years, was having some health problems when you spoke to her, had been to the yeah. hospital, I think you said for the first time ever. Yeah. Is there a belief if, if they are using the energy, if the energy they're using doesn't belong to them, is there a belief that even if they are not able to make the transmission to someone else, that that energy will con- continue and kind of go into a different form? By different form, um, what do you mean? Well, I'm, I'm just wondering because it, it feels to me, and a, and a part of your book is that feeling of you being called from the past, that the women in the past and the women throughout time and the women who are here now, that it's all part of one big kind of collective surge of energy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm wondering if one of these women passes but cannot make the transmission, or if there is no one available or no one understands it anymore, is there a feeling in these women that this way of healing or the healing power will continue just in a different way. Well, you brought up two very important points there. And one, I would like to talk about the movement of these lineages. And the second one, I'd like to talk to you about the personal feelings of these women. So if I get off track, (laughs) remind me, (laughs) because I could talk about this forever. Now, one of the most important and exciting things I discovered on my several years journey of this is that I think because of what's happening in the world, that the spirit world is going to really reach out to a lot of um, women around the world um, who are looking to reconnect to their roots in the way that I discuss in my book has been happened, has happened historically. So in Italy, we have um, 
in Italy's witchery, not magic, not pagan, not Wicca, not post-patriarchy is paganism. But in the witchery practices, there are these female lineages. We have these figures who have been written about in history who have very plain names, kind of like the, the plain names that you would find of the healing. Like, for example, healing methods are called massage or eyes or, you know, they're called basically what they are. We have this figure called the Signora del Gioco, the, the lady of the game. Some of her other translations are lady of the night, the good lady, and the lady who brings good things. Now, this is the spirit world figure who showed up, um, and I, I take you through this in my book historically, especially during the Inquisition times when the church was trying to find something diabolical about women. And they also talk about why they were trying to do that. But this woman basically was, according to historical records, which are the testimonies of women who were inter interrogated, um, they would meet the spirit woman at night, usually on a Thursday, so in a very organized fashion. And she would take them into the woods and they would sit in a circle. And anyone who wasn't polite, you know, would not be allowed to come back to the circle. Kind of sounds like spirit circles today. You know, we meet at a, at a regular time and we try not to break the energy of the circle. And we, you know, we maintain ethics and, and um, a proper way to give and receive messages in the circle. And this woman was basically already in the Inquisition times. We have a lot of women who are broken away from their lineages because of patriarchal invasions. And this woman reconnected these young women to the secrets of the healing of herbs and how to use them to cure specific diseases once again. They connected them again to the practices of midwifery or midwifery um, and all sorts of things that these women said they're true. You know, these are true things she's teaching us. We can't say anything bad about her. I believe that's what's happening now. And I'm getting chills as I'm talking about it because this is one of the ways that I was led to Italy was through my own spiritual experience. And then my guides would also lead me to books that provided me with evidence of what I was experiencing in my visions or my guides were guiding to show me. So I think that's what's going to happen again. Now, the women who are part of these lineages are very, very humble. And they, like Antonietta specifically, it's a very difficult name to say, it looks like Antonietta. She's the 89-year-old woman you mentioned. Um, a lot of people are really feeling her. And she is a little bit mournful that she doesn't have anyone to pass her lineage to. Um, she has two children, but they're not, um, you know, she hasn't been given the instruction to pass her lineage. And she, she's told me, like, what am I still doing here alive on the planet? <laughs> you know, because, as you mentioned, she went to the doctor once, the hospital, um, the month before I met her. It's the only time in her eight, 89 years she's ever been to a doctor. And now that she's ending her life, she has all this knowledge, and she really feels like she needs to do something with it. Um, so, you know. Uh, a lot of these women just accept that they don't have someone to pass it on to and they don't seem to worry about it too much. Um, and some women do feel sad because like Antonita, even though she's a healer, she's also a tremendous teacher. She spent hours with me talking about all her plants and what they would do and where to find them and, and you know, her the types of plants she gathers varies by seasons and even months. Um, and I think that's why we're finding that um, I've discovered that some women are passing lineages outside of their family lines because they're very sad that the lineages are dying out and they're seeing like people who are eager and really wanting um, to use the healing practice. And they say that's one of the things that you have to want it. You know, you have to really want to use it um, for other people so people can find you to, to be healed. So it has a purpose. I think we're going to see a couple of different things happen. Um, 
like in the region of Emilia-Romagna, I talk about a female author, an anthropologist who did a lot of research there. And she's saying like, even that people are trying to pass information to the internet. Now they don't pass all of the secrets this way, but they still maintain the tradition of passing this information on December 24th. So what we know is Christmas Eve has been the traditional lineage practice night for a healer to become a healer. Um, so I think we're going to see a lot of interesting changes in this year to come, like people being reconnected from the spirit world and maybe finding like willing old ladies in Italy and other countries who, um, but you know, you have to make that effort to go there. And I would say if you're interested, absolutely go there. <laughs> what is it that you most want readers to take from the book? What kind of inspiration or knowledge do you most hope they gain? Well, people are telling me that it's helping them feel validated in their own spiritual experiences. It's helping them feel reconnected to their families in a way. I'm meeting a lot, a lot, a lot of women who have lost connection with their families in Italy, but also in other cultures and countries, partly because in Italy, for example, a lot of family records were destroyed in World War II or their family, you know, came over here um, through Ellis Island, for example, but Due to social pressures, they stopped using some of their traditions um, or their relatives have passed on now who were part of those lineages. So a lot of women are saying it's helping them like sort of remember things and feel intuitively connected to their family. And um, I feel the spirits of, you know, the their ancestors too, the very emotional time. It always makes me cry. It's a beauty, a joy of connection. But I feel like they're really wanting to connect people to the abundance of the spirit world because it's really like considering all the economic pressures we face today and all the political pressures and all the sort of fear in the news, um, a really clear and clean and strong connection with the spirit world or with your ancestors is like, I call it like magic of poverty. You know, you don't, mm. you don't need any money to connect to the spirit world. You just need some simple techniques to keep it clean and clear. And the spirit world can really provide you to abundance, which is what these old, old pre-pagan spiritual practices were about. They're about the abundance of the spirit world on, on, on earth. And that's what we see in Italy's witchery, is that these women, often very poor women, are able to cure disease and um, take care of people with whatever's on the land around them. Of course, they're learning very specific um, techniques from one relative to another. But I believe that through our intuition and our own psychic practices, we can do that too. And it really helps you feel connected to the abundance of nature and the abundance of the universe, even though a modern day society is really about lack and need, uh, need and suffering you know, out there. Um, a lot of the advertising makes you feel like you just can't get what you want. Um, it's, just, it's really not true. And I think this book will help people feel like um, validated in their own spiritual quest in whatever form that takes to connect to an energy of abundance, which will then work through and manifest itself as a physical abundance. Oh, yes. Now, your website, uh, KarenCrisisHeals.com, can you let people know what they'll find there and how they can learn more about what you're doing in the world? Sure. Well, of course, there's some information about the book, which I'm going to expand very soon. Um, uh, you can sign up for my free newsletter, which I send out. It's um, offer stories about different things happening in Italy along the lines of the book. Um, I also offer readings and teachings. Um, I travel and give lectures about the book with video footage so you can see interviews with some of these ladies and 
Um, I demonstrate one of the healing methods that I received a transmission for in Italy. You can find the information sort of wrapped up in this way. Um, and soon to come will be, if I'm moving to New York very soon, more classes listed on mediumship training. So please keep your eye out for that. Oh, wonderful. Karen, thank you so much for being on the show. It's a, I don't have the right, it's not an ordinary book. And I recommend it to listeners' attention. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. That's Karen Crisis. Her new book is Italy's Witches and Medicine Women, Volume 1. You can find out more about Karen and her work at KarenCrisisHeals.com. I'm going to go ahead and spell that for you. It's K-A-R-Y-N-C-R-I-S-I-S-H-E-A-L-S.com. KarenCrisisHeals.com. And, of course, I always invite you to KarenHager.com. That's a great place to sign up for my uh, every other week out of the fog audio minute that's my little newsletter that i set out every couple of weeks or so also a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events and if you believe as i do that and i think what karen is saying is really very true we we grow disconnected we grow dissatisfied and if you believe as i do that part of bringing us back into connection back to that sense of abundance is in focusing on peace in our hearts and peace in the world I invite you to check out openpeacefulheart.com. That's a site where you can get the date for the next monthly free guided meditation that my partner Kathy and I do. And it also is a place where you can listen to recordings of past meditations. There is so much going on in the world right now that can make us anxious and disconnected, that can bring us to that feeling we don't have anything, we're scarce, we're scrambling. Your daily spiritual practice and guided meditation, reading books, doing things, feeding yourself in a spiritual way can be a tremendous help in times like this. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.